to another new podcast from the Codings Pro interview series. My name is Ben DuBose, and I'm a staff writer with Codings Pro Magazine. Today, as we continue our member profile series, we're going to be speaking with someone you may know as the non-skid guy. His name is Johnny Sanchez. He operates Primetime Codings, which is based in National City, California, just outside San Diego. And Primetime Codings is a U.S. Department of Defense painting contractor that works with a lot of high-value assets for the U.S. military. With nearly 30 years of valuable industry experience, Sanchez was recently awarded, well, Johnny and his company, an assignment that he views as a lifelong achievement in the protective coatings industry, and that's working on an aircraft carrier flight deck for the U.S. Navy. We're going to be talking about that today with Johnny, who's been providing coatings for the maritime sector really since he was 19 years old. He's got a great legacy in the industry. In 2017, he was actually the inaugural contractor and crew MVP winner from the Codings Pro Contractor Awards. So he's got a lot of advice for our listeners, our younger generation. I think he's got a very interesting personal story to tell. So we're going to bring him on to talk about certainly the recent contract that he won, which sort of brings his career full circle. Now he's working on one of the most important assets for the Navy. But he's also got an interesting journey that also is intertwined with our legacy organizations, NACE International and SSPC, the Society for Protected Coatings. And Johnny will be the first to tell you that the courses that he took from those organizations have been instrumental in helping his career development and get to a point now to where he's, quite frankly, running his own company and working on some very high value assets that are important to our world. Anyway, to elaborate further on his personal success, as well as the role of industry associations in helping him achieve that, that's why we've got Johnny on the Codings Pro interview series. So without any further delay, let's play back that conversation. Johnny, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I am fine. I'm fine. I'm doing quite good, actually. It's beautiful over here in uh, San Diego right now, so great weather. I can't complain. Yeah, it usually is. We've got uh, our Legacy Coatings Pro office out there, and it's beautiful every time I get to go. I think a good place to start for our listeners, if you could just give our audience a bit more background on Johnny Sanchez, your career biography and highlights, your certifications. For anyone that isn't familiar with you, what's your career in the coatings industry been like to this point? Well, it's been it's been a long one. Um, I started 29 years ago uh approximately close to 29 years now long beach naval shipyard in uh, 1993 uh started off making six dollars an hour working for a, a company called bay decking it was the first non-skid company on the west coast that worked on uh military ships for the navy um so that's that's kind of where i started and then president clinton shut down the long beach naval base i believe in 94 and uh the company I work for also has a, a warehouse up in San Diego that they work on the naval base here in San Diego. So they offered us to come work, uh, not to stay or live, but basically work on per diem, work out of a hotel. This helped them. They had a lot of work at the time, so they needed help to get the work done. So coming out here, um, that, that's where, where it all started for me, coming to San Diego, working on Navy ships, and that's the first time I set foot on an aircraft carrier. And back in those days, though, the carriers were uh, steam engine ran. Um, and, uh, and the ones now, the new TVNs, they are uh, nuclear ran. So 
big difference in the aircraft carriers that I worked on when I first started compared to now. So, uh, so 28 years, you know, I pretty much, you know, worked my way up from a laborer on the deck, needle gunning, deck crawling. These are all uh, power tool uh, equipment used to surface prep, uh, usually SP-11. Uh, then, you know, years go on, I, I move up to blasting, running uh, centrifugal blast equipment, uh, painter. Um, you know, pretty much on the labor side, the first uh, six or seven years of my career, you know, foreman, uh, running running jobs, running ships. Um, and then I heard of um, this coding inspector. This is a funny thing. This is kind of what led me down the path to where I'm at currently today. Um, there was this inspect, and we worked for this company called, uh, it, it was the uh, corrosion assessment team, something something to that effect. And we did some surface prep. Mm -hmm. And a, an inspector came in. This guy came in with a white suit and holding a bag. And he did all this, you know, crazy stuff that I didn't know what he was doing, like a doctor. You know, he was putting stuff on the, the metal and, and, and doing all – I know the terminology now, but I'm explaining it through the eyes of me back then. I didn't know, like, who this guy was. So I walked over, you know, when he was done doing the stuff he was doing on, on the bare substrate. I go, hey, you know, what are you doing? You know, he goes, well, I'm just making sure that this meets all the requirements uh, per the specification. And I said, well, how do you get to do that? Like, how do you get that position? And he told me, and he showed me this card, which was a NACE uh, level three certification. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, you know, and honestly, back then, you know, I was young, uh, you know, uh, mid twenties. And uh, cause I started when I was 19. So uh, I was like, wow, you know, to me, that might as well have been NASA, NACE, you know, it was it looked, sounded so professional and, you know, it was called the, back then it was called the National Association of Corrosion Engineers. And of course, as time went on, it changed. And now it, it changed again as it uh, combined with SSTC. But that caught my eye. And, uh, you know, I went home that day and I, and I talked with my wife and I said, hey, man, I met this guy today and he showed me this card, you know, and he. He does inspections, and, you know, I, I just thought it was really cool. So my wife went ahead and looked it up, you know, on the Internet for me. And, uh, and, and you know, I love my wife. She, she played a major role in my career also because she was working for a, a company called Sempra Energy. It's a very huge uh, electrical company, you know, the grids across the, the nation as far as power requirements. Um, and she got her first bonus from the company after the first year. She went ahead and paid for my first NACE 1 course. <laughs> and uh, the, I, I will say, man, going from the tools to sit in a, a, a classroom like that, and I, I believe I was the youngest guy. I was the youngest guy there at the time. I mean, everybody else looked. I mean, they were all, you know, they looked like they're already set in their careers. And I'm like, I, I think I was 20, 26, 26 years old, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, man, did I? What did I get myself into? You know what I mean? The the, the mm -hmm. instructors coming with ties and. And, you know, you know, Nace puts on a really good show. And uh, I, 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 by Wednesday, I remember telling my wife this. This is kind of funny. I, tell, I remember telling my wife, man, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I, think, I, felt, I felt like quitting halfway through the course. Like, it was too, it was too much information for me coming from deck plate. Where, I see, I knew how to do the surface prep. I just didn't understand the fundamentals or the, the, the terminology behind it, you know? Uh -huh. uh, and, and that... And that that course taught me it, but I'll, 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 I'll keep this short. I, uh, as far as the, the, this goes, uh, 
So I barely made it past Nace when I believe I got a mm-hmm. 71 on my win and you need 70 to pass and I got an 85 on my practical. And by me passing that course, I got to be honest with you, Ben, uh, I don't think if I would have passed, I don't know if I would have uh, continued on my path because mm-hmm. it was pretty, uh, it was pretty, it was pretty tough. And uh, I passed it. And once I passed it, you know, I put a resume out there, um, got my first uh, coatings inspector job, you know, and uh, from there went on. Then I just, I went to NACE 2. Uh, I did uh, NACE 2 up in San Francisco, um, passed that course. And I just wanted to get to that NACE level three level. And of course, back then, uh, I don't know if people are aware, back in those days, there was actually four parts to being CIP level certified, level three. Mm-hmm. So back then you had to do a NACE one course, a NACE two course, and a NACE three course, and then you did peer review. So cause I know now everybody does one and two and then peer. Back then you had to do three courses. So I did that, and then I went for my third course, passed it, and then I went for peer. Now, uh, you know, as, as many people know, peer review is pretty nerve-wracking. I mean, I remember seeing Absolutely. guys, uh, I, you know, uh, you know I, I, I didn't know what to expect. You know, you hear all these stories, and, and, and I'll never forget, as I was waiting outside uh, the conference room, uh, while the peer board was doing their, you know, their, you know the, uh, the certification process of doing the interviewing, I sat out there and I remember seeing this one guy come out because he, he stepped out for like about 20 seconds. They called him back in and he came out and he was like cursing under his breath. And, and there was a bar lounge just in the hotel right there. And he went straight to the bar. That scared the bejesus the, the, the out of me. I, I mean, I said, oh, my God, what am I doing? I'm, I can't do this. I, got, I was so filled up with fear. Uh, and then they called me and I was next right after this guy. And I, I knew he failed. I, I could tell, you know. He, he was pretty pissed, and uh, I walked in there. I swear I was on pins and needles. I didn't know what to expect. They handed me a little uh, bowl, and they told me, pick, you know, there's numbers in there. Grab one piece of paper, picked it, and that was it. They asked me my 10 questions, asked me to uh, sit out, and can come back in, and lo and behold, I achieved the NACE Level 3 uh, certification. You know, it took me... I, from the from the when I first heard about it from that first inspect, inspector on the ship, it took me about three and a half years, going off almost four years to get my NACE level three, but I did it, you know. And uh, I, I felt so so proud. It, it was like you know, uh, to me, it might as well have been getting a bachelor's or a master's degree. I felt that that happy. Um, and then, you know, of course, there's the SSPC courses, you know, uh, where I started out with SSPC once I was a NACE level three is uh, since I work directly with the Navy and the military and I got recognized and doing a lot of uh, coding because back then NACE level, there wasn't too many NACE level threes here on the waterfront. There was probably like, I think there was like three or four of us uh, on the waterfront. Now there, everybody, you know, has that, a lot of people got that certification, but I got recognized here and uh, I was asked to help teach a course. And the course was called NAVC Basic Paint Inspector. This is prior to SSPC taking it over. It was mm-hmm. a NAVC held course. So I started helping out uh, in the instructor for the course. And, um, you know, it was it was a pretty basic course back then. Um, and then uh, NAVC 
uh, kind of got together with SSPC, and I guess they worked it out where SSPC would take over the course. Mm-hmm. So when SSPC took over the course, I was contacted by SSPC because I was certified under NAFC to teach it. And then they, I had to qualify to be an SSP instructor, SSPC. So I had to teach with uh, one of their instructors. I taught with a guy named Gordon Colgin, great guy, good guy. So I taught with him and he pretty much, uh, I guess they asked him, he had to grade me on my teaching ability. And uh, he went ahead and, and, and gave me the thumbs up. So now I'm an ACE level three and now I'm an SSPC instructor for the, the NAFC basic paint inspector course. And, you know, and from then on, I, I, I went on to take the CAS. I don't know if you're familiar with the CAS with SSPC, mm-hmm. the Coding's the Application Specialist Program. So I went ahead and got that. I got uh, fully certified there. And then, I, you know, I said, you know what, I'm NACE level three. I said, you know, let me try and uh, get the PCS with uh, uh, SSPC. So I took the, the Protective Coding Specialist for SSPC. I achieved that. You know, and then there, there's a few other courses with NACE. I became a NACE Marine Coatings Inspector. Uh, there was a new course that came out in 2007 called the uh, Shipboard Corrosion Assessment Inspector with NACE. They, NACE hooked up with NAFC on that. So I went ahead and took that. So, you know, as you can see, man, uh, SSPC and NACE played a major role in my career, which helped guide me and mold me to a, a good inspector, uh, and most of all, integrity and, and integrity in what we do, especially when working mm-hmm. for the military, uh, naval air, you know, naval craft. Um, it's very serious. And what I specialize in is is non-skid. It's an anti-slip coding. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I and, and I became what what after getting all these certifications, I built up this reputation because I was solely mostly inspecting non-skid uh, flight decks. Uh, uh, folks, uh, just you know, pretty much non-skid is a is a safety feature on every naval ship, which keeps the naval personnel from slipping when they're out to sea. Keeps the equipment, you know, from you know they they tie it down, of course, but that that anti-skid surface helps keep everything in its place, you know, so you don't just slip and slide all over the place on these ships, especially when they're in rough seas. It, it gets pretty pretty serious out there. Um, so I built a reputation for non-skid. And, and and having all these certifications, you know, which taught me a lot. I mean, like I said, when I went from learning the tools and going to a course, though the course taught me, you know, what I was doing with those tools. I had I just knew I had to look a certain way. I knew how to use the tools, but I didn't really understand until I took these courses what was the 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 end point. What was what was the point of me accomplishing this surface prep? To, to what specification do I have to meet? So now it put this aspect in my, in my career as I know how to use the equipment. Now I know exactly what the equipment is trying to achieve, what, what the surface prep requirement is and, and what the NAVC requirements are that I had to meet. So, you know, years go by, I'm teaching SSPC courses, I'm taking courses, and uh, I became known as what they would, everybody just called me the non-skid guy. That's, Johnny Sanchez, mm-hmm. he's the non-skid expert. He's the he's the non-skid specialist, and I just became like the you know uh, you know, I just pretty much my name was almost synonymous with non-skid. It just and non-skid is a pretty serious thing in in, in NAFC. It's it's been a pretty uh, a pretty big deal because when you think about it, uh, the most important uh, ship 
in the fleet is an aircraft carrier. I, I don't know how familiar you are with, you've seen Top Gun? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Top Gun, you know, where these jets um, hit the flight deck and they take off. Well, th those flight decks are comprised of two different non-skid coatings. Um, so I could go into depth in that, but I don't want to bore you, but I just became known as a, as a non-skid guy and Pretty much, you know, I, I, I was a quality systems manager for the last company I worked for, which was a non-skid company also. And, you know, finally somebody told me, uh, actually he's a family member, said, Johnny, you know, you're kind of like, uh, he, this is the way he termed it. This is going to sound funny because you're kind of like the LeBron James in your industry. And I said, what do you Ooh. mean by that? He goes like, he says, he says, he says, well, he's throughout my career, companies have always, anybody that had held a, the non-skid contract, like the multi-award for, for the government, these government five-year government contracts, um, they would try to hire me and they would bid, like, I ain't going to say bid, but make me offers and try to out-offer the other company. And I would tell my cousin, because he's a businessman, I go, what do you think? This company's offering me this, they're offering me the signing bonus, stuff that's not normal in my industry, you know, to get these offers. So he told me, you know, you are the guy that everybody wants to, why don't you just start your own company? And I, and I said, man, I don't know what that entails, you know. I mean, uh, you know, uh, and, and you got to remember, Ben, I, I know I haven't touched base on this, but I come from very, very humble, humble beginnings. Um, I, 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 you know, I had a single mother on welfare, mm -hmm. and I was born in uh, East Los Angeles um, and grew up in Los Angeles in a pretty rough part of town and, uh, you know, had a you know rough childhood, no father you know, made some mistakes at, at, in my youth, you know, and, and, and living in Los Angeles, it was pretty, it was pretty tough. So when he told me, like, start my own company, I was like, I, I was more, honestly, I was in disbelief to how far I got in my career, you know, like, wow, you know, everybody knows me. I'm, I'm pretty well known in the industry. People with government people, uh, uh, you know, major shipyards would call me and ask me about different questions about like dicks or anything, coatings in particular, I just became this guy that people would call and ask questions. But when I when I was asked about starting my own company, I, I, I you know, I, you know, I was I was I was fearful. But, you know, there there's a saying, you know, uh, you know, if you don't, you know, the uh, uh, what's that fortune favors the bold. There you go. Yes. Fortune favors the bold. And, and if you don't take no risk, then you will never accomplish much. So, you know what, I, I went down that road. Um, I, I, I started doing all the research. Um, my wife helped me. She formed the company with the, Calif the, the state of California and uh, came up with the name Primetime Coatings, which, which you know, uh, my, 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 my cousin, who's actually a, a partner, the one who told me to go into business, he helped finance the company to get started. And this was four years ago. Uh, this was uh, March 5th. 2018 and uh the company was formed at the end of 2017 but we actually really picked up in march of, of 2018 and uh ben um it's here we just had our fourth year anniversary um on march uh, 5th uh company party we do it every year and i am currently i currently hold two government contracts and one of them is that five-year non-skid contract uh multi-award and and People, you know, people that, that know me, work me, they're just, uh, the company has grown so big in four years, I, I, I'm even amazed at it. I, 
the guys who started with me, I had two gentlemen that started with me, uh, who's my one of my division managers, and he's my one is my quality systems manager. Um, these two guys were the first two that started with me, and, and they looked at me like, how the heck did this happen? I mean, I so we're here in San Diego, and and I have a a branch up in uh, the Pacific Northwest in Bremerton, over there by Puget Sound, and I'm currently working on the USS Kid up in Everett, Washington. That branch is out there working, and uh, in this five-year con, uh, this five-year NOSCA contract, I, I I got awarded, uh, you know, the aircraft carrier car, the Carl USS Carl Vincent, okay. and uh, they awarded me they awarded me the uh, the wirebox area. Um, so just to give you a brief uh, ex- explanation on what the wirebox area is, it's that it's you know when the jets are coming in, they a tail hook drops. It's four wires. Four wires that are in that are in that area that they got four chances for that hook to catch, so they can land on that deck. Mm. And if they don't, if they don't catch that hook, doesn't catch one of those wires, they have to take off again, come back around until they get until they get they they call it a trap. Basically, they're trapping <laughs> a jet at you know I know they slow down their speed, but it's it's still going pretty darn fast. So, um. But I mean, you know, I know that was a lot brief, brief introduction, but that's where I'm at now. I mean, you know, and actually today we just uh, did the final walkthrough. My team, while I'm here with you speaking about it, they just did the the final walkthrough with the Navy and AirPAC, uh, which is TICOM, which represents the aircraft carrier fleet. And, uh, And so, yeah, everything looks good. Everybody's extremely happy with us and yeah, man, I I am so proud today. I'm very proud that I stood on the. I started 29 years ago, set set foot on an aircraft carrier, the USS Kitty Hawk. You know, yeah. the, a, a steam engine uh, a aircraft carrier. And 29 years ago, uh, 29 years later, I'm the owner of a company standing on a nuclear aircraft carrier deck that I. I'm doing work for so in that those 29 years been it's, it's been uh, you know such an awesome you know career I, you know I, you know not hate to toot my horn but I'm proud of where, what I've achieved yeah. in that time um and 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 also knowing where I come from you know knowing the background it, it wasn't easy there was no uh you know nobody there to give me anything I had a I had to, you know, fight tooth and nail for everything that I achieved and push myself, you know, without pushing myself um, to continue on, to, to, to keep going, taking courses. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty jazzed about it. Yeah, you should be. And I can definitely see how when we were emailing talking about this, you can see it as really a lifelong achievement, the scope of it and what all this entails. I, I guess a more broad question that I think might be good for our audience What's the Navy looking for when it's evaluating potential contractors for a job of that prestige, of that importance? What are they looking for that, you know, that you guys, obviously, you have the wide diversity of certifications, which you just ran through. What is it that they're looking for that sort of makes them say, hey, this is a guy that I can trust? Yeah, there's a there's a, actually it, it's a lot of steps. It, it all starts with the government size contract. So the government, uh, before you could even be be a part of this contract, 
you have to go through you have to go through an award process it's not quite an award but a process of of, of applying to be a part of the multi-award for this five-year government contract you have to uh you have to tell them how, how much manpower you you got you have to tell them what equipment you got how many pieces you got so you got to just fill out every angle what is the qualification qualifications of the manpower you got uh like i hired over the years before i got this contract i made sure I knew the stepping stones of a company. You got to make sure you have qualified personnel. You know, SSPCC 13, the one water water jet equipment, which is what we use on the aircraft carrier. You got to make sure, most importantly and foremost, you got to be a QP1 certified contractor. You know, you, you can't go nowhere with it. That I couldn't even, I couldn't set foot on a flight deck without a QP1 certification. Any flight deck, any for the nav for the for the Navy. Uh, known, you know, we call it NAVC because they set the standards. Um, you have to be QP1 certified before you can accomplish any critical coding on a Navy ship. Mm. And and the Navy, the Navy has what you would call non-critical areas on the ship, and then what you would call critical surfaces on the ship. And there's there's a standard called 00932, uh, which references all preservation on Navy ships. And there's a paragraph 3.7 which gives you a list of critical surfaces on the Navy ship. So for any one of those surfaces identified in paragraph 3.7 and 00932, you must be QP1 certified. And any people doing the work on that critical surface has to meet all the certifications requirements, C13, C7, uh, C14, you know, painters and blasters. So I made sure to start uh, hiring people with certifications, making sure my coding inspectors were either NAFC uh, basic paint inspector, MBPI, or NACE uh, level one or two coding inspectors. So I made sure to hire accordingly, knowing that I'm going to need these uh, this personnel in place before I could even go after a contract like that. And I have to, you have to name the amount of equipment you got the personnel, what certifications, and, 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 what is, and what is the history of your knowledge in the industry to accomplish this type of work. So I ain't going to lie, I had a head start, you know, you know, not to say I had any extra or any, but all the people knew, know me, knew me already, knew the years in non-skid that, that I had. So, you know, I knew, I knew the, the lineup I needed to, to get in. So I, I, I put, you know, I just pushed forward and I hired accordingly. Now, when you're starting off a company, Ben, you don't just start off with a lot of money. You just get to right. buy a lot of equipment. Of course, you know, uh, this is where, yeah, I was a great coding inspector and I was a great, you know, uh, guy on the deck plate. But now here I am playing a businessman. So that first year was key for me. Now, do I even know what I'm doing? I know how to, I know what I'm doing on the deck plate. But do I know what I'm doing sitting behind the desk that I sit in? Um, that was a whole nother level. Now I had to learn. And uh, so juggling uh, financials, buying the right equipment, taking out equipment loans because I don't have the money, uh, working with the bank, uh, working on a line of credit. Um, you know, a lot, lot of key factors I had to put into place to be even, to even step in, to even put my, hat, my name in the hat for this award. So a lot of things had to fall in place that I had to put there before I could even get into this. So yeah, there's a lot of, um, definitely a lot of red tape. 
So all the questions you just asked are pretty much what the government does. They ask all these questions. You got to put it in paper and it has to be to their format. Um, so that's what we did. Uh, you know, I put together the equipment. I put together the team. Back then when I got this award, I had probably about maybe 30, 40 employees. Um, now I'm up to 70 employees uh, between, here and wa- between here and Washington. And you know what, man? Uh, four years, I'm still in business, so I guess I'm doing something right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we talked about your process to getting where you are now when you were giving your career bio and the ways that NACE and SSPC really helped you specifically with the certifications and the education to get where you are today. Of course, now in 2022, they're combined. It's AMP. What can AMP do moving forward now that you've combined both both of these organizations? Uh, what are you hoping to see from AMP moving forward as far as uh, an industry body and how they can perhaps facilitate uh, other people doing what you've done over the last 20 plus years? You know what, Ben? Let me start off by saying I I am I am actually so happy that SSPC and NACE joined forces. This is this is awesome. I mean, it, it's a great thing they're doing. Um, I think it, it honestly, there was a lot of confusion here. That Navy's like, okay, so your MVPI or or your NACE, and okay, now you know, but but combining them, it, it's just it's it's probably one of the greatest things they could have done. And, and I congr- I congratulate them on that. I really do. I think that AMP, honestly, I think uh, I think by them joining forces now, and I know the QP one's a big thing for most companies. I know a lot of companies are doing it. I just got my new QP one, and it's called it's it's identified as AMP QP one now. No more SSPC. But I think that if they continue down the same path, I know right now, uh, just just. From the from our side, the deck plate people side, the inspector side, even the instructors that I know that I've worked with uh, when I was uh, when well I, I still am actually I just got a I just became an amp instructor that I filled out I did all the watched the video and everything so now I'm also an amp instructor so and that's something new I could add <laughs> so um, I think the question is you know getting all their their certifications when it comes to like the inspection i know they're trying to figure out what to do with mpi the nace the pcis uh i think i think once they start combining them or leveling them off on which cert meets what you know and i know they're working on that now i've seen a lot of uh emails on working out the situation with mm-hmm. the, the but that's been the biggest questions from from what i hear out there i know i already have the certifications there's a lot of people that still, you know, want to change their life. And, 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 you know, I got guys that come up to me, some employees that they they come up, they heard my stories. And sometimes I give speeches at our Christmas parties about where I started. You know, they'll come up to me after like, like, how did you do it? You know, and I tell them, hey, I started off in this industry making $6 an hour. You know, I was just a laborer. And, I, and, and honestly, uh, SSPC and NACE is pretty much the, the stepping stones the 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 mortar the the concrete that built me and got me to where i'm at so definitely without these two organizations which are now amp i I probably would not be sitting here you know owning this company but but definitely i i say they they continue on the path they're going um focus on the 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 inspection certifications uh whether they're going to keep them separate or combined i know those are the biggest questions that i hear on the waterfront Mm -hmm from my industry but other than that i still think they're doing great um 
I know they, they're getting all the SSP, SSPC instructors on board with AMP. I know this because I'm one of them. I just uh, did my orientation. Uh, so, so yeah, they're definitely on the right, the right path, Ben. You mentioned your origins in the industry and getting paid so little at the start of your career. What would you advise younger people in the industry to do now with the with the advantage of having nearly 30 years of experience on this path that we've been talking about for the last 30 minutes or so, what tips or advice do you have for newcomers to the industry, for people who are perhaps interested in replicating what you've done, or I don't know, I guess perhaps blazing their own trail too. Just tell us about, you know, the advice you have for the younger generation. You know, uh, you know, it's a great question. You know, I, I, looking back at myself when I was young, you know, when you're young, we definitely think we know it all. You know, we it's just part of youth. Um, I think what helped me most was, you know, having a good attitude. Um, when you have supervisors or foremen and how I moved up, I noticed when my attitude got better and I was more easy to work with, I seemed to gravitate more towards the better side and 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 moving up like you know being picked to work back in those when i started there was days where they would lay you off but i would get picked a lot to work because i had a great attitude they would say hey john you know what let's take johnny johnny has a great attitude you know let, let's get him to work today and then some guys would go home and some guys would stay and work it was a very tough industry a lot of layoffs back then um so i would start number one having a good attitude having a good attitude with your supervisors and foreman it's it's a team effort uh, you know, um, so starting off, good attitude. Um, second, um, you know, be 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 aggressive with your goals. Uh, if you say you're gonna take a course, an inspection course, or a certification course, you know, uh, do your due diligence, look it up, you know, see what it takes. Get in there. I, I, I'll be honest with you, Ben. A lot of guys, working guys like me, back, you know, it's it, it, looking at these courses online and all that. You know, uh, they're intimidating, Ben. It's very, you know, uh, guys hear about NACE or, or now AMP or SSPC, but mm -hmm. now it's AMP. These courses can be Im intimidating to people like like how I was, just a laborer. Like I, when I set foot into that, that classroom and these guys come in with ties and I see all these guys, I'm the youngest guy there. I was, I was real intimidated. Like I felt like I didn't belong. Um, so, so, you know, these guys got to just, they, they got to, they got to, they got to, you know, stick with the game. And if they want to take courses, don't be scared to take them. You know, you might be intimidated in the beginning, but as you go through the courses, people are there to help you. You know, that's one thing I did learn about, about when I took my first courses. The instructors were always very helpful, you know, and at first I was scared to ask questions. Like, uh, I don't want to look like, I don't know. So most people, Ben, and, and when you step into these courses, they want to—they don't want to seem like they don't know what they're doing, right? But you mm -hmm. gotta ask questions. You gotta ask questions, you know. So I started asking questions, and I believe the instructors helping me through it, you know, spending time after the class. You know, you do your you do the the, the equipment every day, and just asking questions helped me a great deal. So number one, good attitude, and and don't be afraid to to, to put your neck out there. Take a course. You know, take that inspection course, take that certification course. Don't be afraid. Don't say next year. Don't say, oh, maybe next year. No, do it now. 
you know, the time is now. And thirdly, don't be afraid to ask questions. If you're in these courses and you feel like you don't want to look like you don't know what you're doing, well, you're not going to pass if you don't ask for help. Everybody needs help. We, you know, we always got to throw, like me, I, I'm an, I, now, back, I look back when I was young and I, you know, I was afraid to ask and everything and people threw a rope over the wall for me. So now I do that. You know, I throw a rope over the fence or the wall and I help people get over, meaning people ask questions. We're here to help. We're here. We're here not to fail you here, not to, uh, you know, discourage you. We're here to help you get to that next, you know, that next level. So those are the main three things I would focus on if, if anybody wants to move forward in their career and just keep working at it. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. Um, for anyone that wants to potentially hear from you, learn more about your story, your company, uh, how can they reach out to you or how can they learn more about Primetime Coatings? Feel free to plug whatever you'd like to plug as far as uh, getting people in contact with you and the work you're doing. Yeah, you know, well, you know, we, uh, you know, the one thing is we're still working on our, our website. <laughs> so, you know, that's one thing in, in, that I can't give you here because I don't gotcha. have it up yet. Um, you know, but you know, our office, I'll give you our office number. It's 619-869-9084. You know, you can, you can always, uh, call the office. If you have any questions about anything, they'll, they'll, they'll put you in contact with me. And I definitely, you know, can give anybody advice, you know, on anything, you know, so, but I'm working on that website, Ben. <laughs> Sounds good. We look forward to it. Folks, that's the one thing that that's the only that's the one thing I, I'm so busy with everything else. The website that makes sense. Not been and you know another thing, websites in, in our industry are not, they're not really not they're not they're 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 good for you, but they're not needed because all our all our work is contracted through 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 the military through the government. Sure, so they don't go looking for you on the web on, right. on that's the internet. True. You have, yeah, so it's not really a, it's not a, a, a eye catcher for work. You know, we pretty much get these contracts because you're already, you're already on the qualifier sub subcontractor list to work for the government or for any of these MSR master ship repair yards like uh, NASCO, Vigor Shipyards, BAE Systems. These are the major players that build the ships, you know, stuff like that that we work for. Makes sense. And I was just saying it from the perspective of anybody listening that's younger in the industry that might want to get in touch with you if they've got a specific question, something like that. No yeah. doubt at the government yeah, level. Yeah, the government yeah, level, they're definitely number. not looking for, uh, you know, you out on the website. They're wanting to know you through <laughs> other ways. They need to see the yeah. actual experience, not just the website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so but yeah, man, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, it's, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a, 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 a good, good time in my life. I'm, I'm actually, you know, happy now. Just had my, uh, just had a grandson too. Uh, oh, congratulations. My, my, my first grandson, you know, and, and it, you know, I, I bought this building that I'm in now. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty, pretty large building with five bay doors. Um, you know, and, and the great thing about it, my wife's office is right next door to me where, uh, my grandson, we, you know, all my all my my children work for me um and my son's wife and my grandson's daycare daycare is in my wife's office right next door so i get to walk over when i'm not busy go go you know go spend a little time with my grandson so i could not be happier or more blessed and 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 where i'm at in life now yep. and once again i i i owe this all you know you know the 
to to you know I you know I gotta be honest. Uh, people shouldn't take these these uh, certification organizations for granted because yep. Mason SSPC now AMP played a major role in my life. I, I could honestly say that I uh, you know God first for me, but you know God and uh, SSPC and Nace, I probably would not be sitting where I'm at because those courses and of course you know work ethic, you know you know doing reports and another reason why I got known Ben is. I would go out of my way and do mm -hmm. reports on jobs nobody was paying me for, and I would pass them out at the end of the job. You know, I would get, of course, uh, uh, permissions for photos and all that, and usually it's of non non uh, secret uh, equipment. It's, it's mostly deck, so you can take photos. And uh, I would put these reports together and uh, pass them out, and people got to know me that way. I, so that extra work, you know, spending time at home, you know. Uh, putting these reports together 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night on my own time, that extra work is what got people to know me even more, spread spread my name throughout the industry. And and, and, and so work ethic is a major thing also. But, uh, you know, SSPC, NACE did, did help me get here, man. And then and there's, a, there, there's other people, like I said, when I say throwing the rope over the wall, there's people in the, in the industry that, that helped me get through here. So, there's a, I would like to mention Bernard Mertz, uh, Surface Technologies. Remember I said I got my first NACE yep. one? Uh, he's the guy who hired me, gave me my first uh, coding inspection job. And I spent uh, 12 years with him. Um, great man. I learned a lot from him. Um, you know, he, you know, standing on those, those flight decks and uh, working with him, I've learned a lot. Um, you know, uh, Ramon Hadegui. Yeah, NAFC Engineering Code 200, level three, NACE level three guy. He helped me a lot, you know, helped me a lot in the beginning of my career. Um, yeah, tons of people out there, man, I mean, that that helped me, and, and I'm very grateful for it. So remember, we don't just do all this on our own. It, 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 you know, it, it takes a lot, you know, people helping you, you also helping yourself by working hard. You know, work yep. ethic is everything, Ben. I mean, you, you know, you can't get to where you got to go. You just, you know, don't put effort into it. So that's a big key. Yep, absolutely. I think that's great perspective. And of course, he mentioned where you can get in contact with Johnny Sanchez and Primetime Codings. For me and us here at Codings Pro Magazine, you can visit our website at codingspromag.com and get all of our latest information. Again, for Johnny Sanchez, my name is Ben DuBose. Thanks as always for listening, and please come back soon for another new episode of the Codings Pro interview series.